Okay, hello everyone. Hello. Um, okay, so um, for those who don't know me, my name's Rosie and um, I've been worshipping here for I don't know, 17, 18 years maybe. I met my husband here. Good place to meet him. Um, got kids, thanks. Yeah, don't look that old. I'll, I'll take that one. Um, and yeah, my kids come here and we've been part of Milton Keynes in general for a great many years as well. And I, I'm actually a teacher. So if anyone needs the teacher stare, I've developed it very well. I'm just going to let you see. Sometimes like that as well. So just so you know, I'm watching you. Um, but um, I'm going to talk about um, one of the promises that we've been looking at over this Christmas season and uh, mine is love and I was really pleased to get this one because I thought this is good love there's so much of love in the Bible and what we experience we can we can feel love right so we, we understand what it's like to love and to be loved so um, I just want to pray and then I'm going to start so, Father God, I, I thank you. I thank you that you're here amongst each and every one of us, Lord, that you are, you are in our day-to-day -day lives, Lord God. And, and I, just, I just pray that through the messages today and through the worship and everything that happens here, Lord, that we can learn something of you, that we can grasp a bit more of you, Father God. And, Lord, that we can not just hear what's said today, but go out and practice what's said. So, Father, I thank you, and I pray that you would reveal yourself to each and every one of us in maybe a different and new way. Amen. So my, uh, my first point is God loves us. I'm hoping you know that, um, but we're going to kind of explore that a little bit. So it says in the Bible that God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but will have eternal life. Life with God the Father. And I want to talk about this love, a love that God has for his children, for us, I wonder, though, putting it a bit into context, what, what, have you, what do you enjoy about Christmas? You know, we're, we're looking at the Christmas season. What is it that you like about Christmas? What do you enjoy? I mean, it could be the cheesy films. I know a lot of you have already started the cheesy film season. Could be EastEnders on Christmas Day. I know some of you, it's about that. Um, food. Yes. yes. <laughs> food. But we've already ascertained that James doesn't like certain bits of food. We'll come to that one later, I'm sure. Um, and, then, and then there's things like the gifts. Yeah? Yeah, good. All right. I like gifts. I, I have a little list for my gifts. Um, you know, I might be slightly saddened if I don't get the gifts that I require, Sean. Um, but... Um, do you know what? It made me think, you know, you, we have this list. We have these things that we love. We love spending time with family and friends as well, right? This is the kind of season. But, but at the same point, we've already actually got a gift. We've already been given a gift. In fact, the gift that we've been given, not this one, but, you know, something like it maybe, um, was given to us before we were even born. It's the gift, the promise of God's love. And it's wrapped up in that shiny bow. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's something that you will just, oh, once you experience it, it's incredible. And it's there for you to take. It's a free gift, a promise to all. But I do wonder how many of you opened that gift yet. I'm going to leave it there for the second. I'm going to come back to it. Um, but the Greeks, now, please, I'm, I'm not Greek, and I, I probably am saying these words 
wrong. But the Greeks have four different words for love. There are a few more, but four we'll focus on. Um, and these four words for love, you see, we have love. That, that's our word, right? Love. I love you. Well, in what extent do you love me? Um, so the Greeks explain these four words. And one of them is storge, I think. Um, and storge is the love for things. Okay, so like, I know some of you love your iPads and your cars and maybe your clothes and your jewellery and your phones and whatever else. I do too, all right? Um, but it's a love for things. Then we've got philia or philos, I think, which is a love of friends. So we love spending time with our friends. We love our friends. They love us, hopefully. Um, there's eros, which is a kind of, hey, I see you, baby. That love, all right? We won't explore that any further. Um, and then, <laughs> and then there is agape love. And agape love is the one that I really want to look at today. Agape love is that sacrificial love. The love that Jesus has given to us. The love that God has given us this special gift. And it's a sacrificing type of love. And I'm going to go into that in a little bit more detail. Um, God loved us so much that he gave himself, regardless of the pain that it caused him, even though we didn't even really deserve it. He thought we deserved it. He wanted to lavish that type of love on us. And it's just, it blows my mind. My second point, Jesus loves us. Jesus was sent to live as a man. He, he was a promised saviour, full of love. He felt what we feel. He lived as we live. The thing is that Jesus always knew a greater plan for his life. You see, Jesus was sent to die. He was always supposed to do that. It was the plan. Can you imagine that human part of himself? The, I mean, he was fully God and fully human. So he would have felt the torture of that, that you know, knowing that you had a, a lifespan and that you were going to die for other people. Wow. He didn't shy away from it. He welcomed it. He walked into it because the love drove him forwards. That love for you, sitting here today, the love that puts all else aside and really gets to the heart of stuff. He was a sacrifice for your life and for the generations to come. It was always meant to be that way. He was always meant to pay that cost. Sometimes he must have thought, though, in his, in his ministry, you know, like, oh, I'm trying to teach these people the most simple thing. God loves you. How are you not getting this? I'm giving you a free gift and you're pushing it away. God loves you. But in his ministry, there were countless times where people were like, no, not interested. Some people were, some people weren't. He must have been like, I, I, can't, I don't know how else to explain it. I really can't make it any more simple. God loves you. God loves you and it's for you. So I think he was far more than just this little baby that was born. You know, when we read the Bible, the Bible in the Old Testament talks about the coming of this promised saviour, the Messiah, the one sent to save. That was Jesus. Jesus then appears in the New Testament and he's just incredible. He is everything that was promised to us, this gift of love. He was far more than this little meek and mild baby. He was a promise 
full of all the promises that we've been hearing about and will hear about, full of love. Isaiah 9.6 says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. A gift that is forever. The message says this in Romans 8, 35 to 36. It says, do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. Nothing can drive a wedge between you and Christ Jesus. What an amazing promise that is. My third point, we love others. Jesus set the way. He showed us what to do and how to both be loved and to love. Um, and we know this. It's a, it's a saying that we all know. It's something that we, we all pull out from the Bible quite frequently. So if I can have the verse up. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, go. You go. Go and make disciples because Jesus did it and we're asked to do the same. We can do the same because God's love powers us. It says in Corinthians 1 to 3, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just be taking up space. I don't want my actions to be shallow actions. When I give, when I do something for someone else, I want it to be out of love. I want it to be because I truly see a need, I recognize a need, and I just want to love, even if... I don't think they deserve it because that's not for me to decide. Even if I don't know them, I want to be able to love. And what interests me about love is that God loves regardless of the dirt. Of all the things that we do wrong, of all the sins, Jesus touched lepers. He spoke with tax collectors and helped prostitutes. He got down and he got dirty because loving can be messy. It can be costly. In the same way, we've been asked to be fully immersed in the active love that he showed. I've got a, a, a picture that I want you to look at. And um, it was kind of quite nasty, I hope. It makes you go, Ugh, and probably imagine the smell that comes from it and everything. Um, you see, rubbish. Sometimes, see, I, I work with students, and I hear this phrase a few times, and it makes me sad every time I hear it. It's not kids say things like, I'm rubbish at that. That's different. But I have heard children say, I am rubbish. I'm rubbish. There's nothing of worth about me. Do you know what? If you're here today and you think that about yourself, that is a lie. Sent to cheat and rob you. Because you are not rubbish. God doesn't make rubbish. God makes someone who he loves and he values and he wants a relationship with. You're not rubbish. We need to realize that there is nobody that is rubbish. And um, 
you're loved. God rolls his sleeves up and he gets involved. He cleans, us, he cleans us up, he makes us whole and he stands us on our feet again because we're worth it to him, because he loves us. We haven't done anything to deserve it. He loves us because he loves us because he loves us. Awesome. I don't get it, but I'm happy to receive it. I can't get that, but I really want that. So we can look at others and we can think that they've got it okay. We can think that maybe God loves them more because they've got something or they do something or they're maybe more valued than other people. That's not true. That's also a lie. God has his own journey with each and every one of us. Your journey is no less important or valuable to God than somebody else's. Don't let lies steal the potential in him. See, Ava and I, we were um, walking out. She's my three-year-old. And um, we were walking out of a shop. And it was, it was like a few Wednesdays ago. It was really raining. I mean, like, to the point where it would go to your skin. It was so wet. And we were huddled under this umbrella. And uh, we walked past this lady who was sitting on the floor, sopping wet, in the rain. People were just walking past her. And uh, I had a pound coin. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to give her the pound great. And uh, Ava looked at her and went, mummy, why is she there? And I was like, well, sometimes people don't have homes or don't have people that can care for them. And it's a really sad situation. And, and we need to be aware of this. And she went, she's getting wet. And I was like, yeah, I, I know, baby. I know. And she said, well, she needs an umbrella. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good idea. I hope someone gives her one. And she said, well, we've Got an umbrella. Yes, you are right. <laughs> okay, would you like to give her the umbrella? Yes. You know we're going to get wet, like really wet. Now, three-year-olds, that's not anything that's bad. They think that's awesome, right? So she was like, yeah. So she gave the lady my really nice, might I add, umbrella. And actually, man, I was challenged. See, I was going to give her a pound. Okay, could have bought her maybe kind of some, I don't know, soup or something, but the need was this umbrella. My three-year-old saw this need, and instead of me chucking a pound coin at her, she saw something greater and really challenged me to be better in what I see and how I respond and how I show love. If a three-year-old can do it better than me, there's a problem, okay? So I was just like, wow, okay, and it, it's challenged me even now. Um, it made me wonder, though, how much do we sacrifice for other people? How much do we lay down, some of us, for somebody else? Sometimes it costs. Sometimes it means that we're going to get a little bit messy in the process. Loving people isn't always easy. You don't always feel that they deserve it, but you know what? We're called to do it because God thinks they're worth it. And we're called to be Jesus' hands and feet right now, where we're at. And we know this perfect love we know it. See, I look out at a hurting world, world that's full of scars and pain and people crying and all this stuff going on. And, and I know that as a believer, the one thing that can solve all of this is this gift of love that God's given us. And, it, and it's a gift that isn't just wrapped up in a box to look at. It's a gift that we need to open and we need to explore and we need to adopt into our lives and we need to give back out. Because we've experienced it, so we need to let others experience it. 
there's um, a story very briefly, and I'm going to almost end with this one, but there's a story of a little boy, and he's, you probably know this, he's walking down a beach, and he sees a starfish that's been washed up on the shore, and um, the tide's going back in, and he, and he picks it up, and he chucks it in there, and he's feeling quite good about it, and he sees another, and he goes, he picks it up, and he throws it back out there, and then he sees another, and another, and he just continues down the beach, throwing these starfish back into the sea, and a man comes the other way, and he's like, oh, Sonny, there's, there's, there's like so many starfish, you're never going to get them all. And the kid picks up one more starfish and he throws it into the sea and he says, yeah, but it made a difference to that one, didn't it? We can make a difference to other people because we know the truth. God is love. We have that love in each of us. Whether you feel it or not, it's there. God loves you. God loves them. Let's love each other. You know what? He gave us this gift. And we've either opened it or we know it's there, but we haven't quite had the guts for whatever reason to lift the lid. Maybe we, we kind of look at it sometimes and go, oh, yeah, I feel it now. Yay. And then we walk away from it and we kind of forget that love because things happen, don't they? We're people. Stuff happens. We can forget the promises that God has given to us. But you know what? We're asked to share it. We need to unwrap it. We need to do more than just say we love. We need to show it. It isn't a passive thing. It's an active doing thing. God never lets us go. He promise us, promises us his eternal love. Jesus was and is a sign of that perfect gift of love, a symbol of all that is Christmas. What more do you need to show how much you are loved and will never be alone? And um, I just want to end with this phrase because I really liked it. I saw it the other day. There is nobody like Jesus. Nobody was born like Jesus. Nobody lived like Jesus. Nobody died like Jesus. Nobody got up like Jesus. Nobody is coming again like Jesus. Jesus is God's only son and a perfect gift of love for all. Thank you.